Hey everybody. So welcome to another exciting edition of uh, Americana, the American way. Um, just to get some maintenance things out of the way. Uh, over time, uh, when news gets boring, <coughs> And I think after Wednesday, it will. Um, Wednesday, January 6th, to be exact. I don't know when you're going to watch this. Or listen to this. But at times, I'm going to take a break from reading news and giving my opinion on it to... Uh, Talking about you know different things uh, in American history, um, quite possibly since I'm kind of a Christmas fool, I just popped in my head maybe do an Americana Christmas theme, uh, something like that. But uh, right now there's a lot going on with uh, the news, the politics of the day. And uh, it's always been a goal to, uh, as we used to say, uh, when I was doing this with my buddy, uh, to save the Republic one episode at a time. So with that, uh, there was several things that uh, broke today. Uh, one is Nancy Pelosi is once again Speaker of the House. <laughs> this is, it's, she, she barely got elected speaker. Um, we'll get into that. The reason I'm laughing is this article by NPR has this big picture at the top uh, with, of course, the American flag in the background and Nancy holding the speaker's gavel you know, way up in the air, like it's a, a trophy a, a, of some sorts. Um, I, I have, uh, whether she's trying to show her authority or what, I have no clue. Uh, she's wearing, you know, of course she has her mask on and all that, but I, it's it just ridiculous. Um, if you go on rumble.com, and search Americana the American Way. I uploaded, and I might put it on my YouTube channel too, the uh, entire unedited phone call between President Trump and Brad uh, Raffisper, uh, the Georgia Secretary of State. Uh, He's trying to explain to Raffisberg that, you know, look, there's information you guys aren't giving us. There's things you need to do, things you said you would do, blah, blah, woof, woof. And this is an unusual phone call, but it's unusual times also. And 
you know, he's asking for, you know, why haven't these audits been uh, taken care of? Why haven't you done a signature audit? And, and things like that. And, you know, uh, we'll just call him Secretary Brad. He's kind of saying, look, the... The information we've got now, you know, doesn't match up with what your accusations are. Uh, but I, I kind of like for people to go back and listen to that uh, on Rumble.com, Americana, the American way, uh, President Trump's unedited phone call, because the media is taking ep excerpts. Uh, there is one point where he says, look, we need to find, you know, 10,000 votes. Well, if you take those words, it sounds bad. But really what he's saying is there are thousands of votes, 10,000 or so, that have no chain of custody, no signature verification, uh, and things of that nature. And we need to find where those votes came from. And when Trump would start to get out of uh, line or out of control, his attorneys would cut him off and, you know, bring him back to point. So the stuff you're going to see in the media the next day or two is nothing more than an attempt to break the backs of Republicans uh, and to, you know, discourage them from challenging these phony results in the electoral uh, count on Wednesday. So, anyhow, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Senator, Congresswoman, pardon me, Ocasio-Cortez. The headline says AOC. Now, I wonder if she's going to go on Twitter or wherever and scold Newsweek for referring to her as AOC the way she scolded Trump. Uh, but their, their headline is impeachable offense. AOC wants to sanction Trump over phone call with Raffensperger. So, I don't know if that's impeachable. It's not a high crime or a misdemeanor to ask people to verify and audit an election where your legal team has found uh, many irregularities and possibly fraud. So, uh, there's a website, conventionofstates.com, that has uh, an interesting article. It's an op-ed. Uh, it says NYT. I don't know what the hell NYT stands for, because it's not a New York Times article. But the Convention of States itself did this op-ed and it says Biden's proposed admin already plagued by corruption, abuse, and self-dealing. Uh, obviously, the Bidens have a 
history with Ukraine and shady business dealings there. Uh, of course, there's you know the, the things with Hunter Biden flying on Air Force Two uh, to China with his dad, and while dad was supposedly on official business, Hunter. Uh, negotiated a deal with a Chinese company where, quote, the big guy was going to get a 10% cut. Uh, and then lastly, speaking of Wednesday, January the 6th, we have Ted Cruz saying that... Doo -doo -doo -doo. Senator Ted Cruz, members of Congress, have a third option when it comes to certifying the election. So we'll read some from that article and see what old Ted thinks. Uh, when it comes to Nancy Pelosi and Speaker of the House, it was surprising that she got re-elected, but... When you wield the power that she does in Washington and, you know, the Speaker of the House makes the committee assignments. No Democrat wanted to run against her because if they lost, they would then be on her S list and would be given either no committee assignments or bad committee assignments and committee assignments uh, lead to donations and donations lead to re-election and we all know that's what politicians care about. Odds are that... <laughs> I don't know what the odds are. Uh, this could be Nancy's last uh, time as speaker uh, I've said before, she's no spring chicken, um, and she's part of a Democrat establishment that people like uh, the Young Turks, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and the Squad want to take out of Democrat power and go towards a more liberal, left-leaning way left uh, Democrat Party. The official vote tally for Speaker Pelosi was 116 to 209. Uh, all 209 Republicans voted for uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Five Democrats voted for alternative candidates or simply voted present. So all 209 Republicans voted for McCarthy. So that shows a united Republican Party anyway, as far as the House goes. Um, the Democrat Party, when it comes to things like Wednesdays, uh, certification of the Electoral College, they are not going to break with the, their leadership and get on Nancy's bad side. Um, 
we'll read a, a, a teensy bit from NPR uh, updated 5.51 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks, NPR, for putting that in there. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat, California, was narrowly re-elected leader of the chamber on Sunday, continuing her control of the Democrat majority at a time of questions about the path ahead for Congress and who may take the gavel after her. Pelosi garnered 216 votes Sunday, seven more than the 209 for House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy, also of California. Five Democrats did not vote for Pelosi. Three voted present, while Maine rep, representative from Maine, Jared Golden, cast a ballot for Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth. How does he cast a vote for a senator? And Pennsylvania Rep. Connor Lamb voted for New York Representative Hakeem Jeffries. In remarks, Pelosi told her fellow members that they begin a new Congress doing extraordinarily, extraordinary difficulty. Let me reread that. I'm talking worse than she slurs. Beginning the new Congress during a time of extraordinary difficulty. After the last Congress passed a relief package in its waning days, she stressed that lawmakers' most urgent priority will, will continue to be defeating the coronavirus. Folks, the government cannot defeat this virus. They locked us all up and weakened our immune systems. They told us masks were bad. Then they told us we all have to wear a mask or else we're going to, to hell with Saddam Hussein and Satan. And now dingbat geriatric Biden wants a national mask mandate and possibly a national lockdown again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I work for myself and I get paid every day because if this electoral thing does not go Trump's way on Wednesday, the 6th of January, I, I'm like going to have to go to the store and stockpile uh, food, toilet paper, anything I, I, I can think to stock because... Who knows what this asshole is going to do to lock us down. But anyways, that's the the Sega of Nancy Pelosi uh, being uh, re-elected Speaker. And trust me, Speaker of the House is a power play. It's a position where you get people, they line up to throw money your way. And that comes in the form of, uh, unfortunately, business deals, insider trading, uh, outright bribery, uh, campaign donations. Oh, it, it's a hootenanny, folk. So, 
to AOC, or I guess I have to call her Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I, ha I have not been given her permission to refer to her as AOC, even though that's the nickname she made up for herself. Uh, but anyway. Progressive Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York. Well, the, the ah, shitfire. Newsweek is actually reporting something accurate. She is a progressive. In fact, she prefers to be referred to that. Referred to by progressive instead of just boring old Democrat. So, kudos to the Newsweek for giving Rep. Ocasio-Cortez her way. I often criticize media for uh, putting opinion into articles. But anyways, let's read on here. So Sunday, she expressed support of, for impeaching Donald Trump over a recently released call with Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. 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 With, during which the president pressured, listen to it for yourself, folks, rumble.com, big Americana, the American way. Listen to it yourself. He pressured the Republican official to find... See, I told you they were going to use that one time he said, find votes. Let me complete the sentence. During which the president pressured Republican official to find votes to overturn the election results. He wasn't pressuring him. <clears throat> one thing, he was not pressuring him, period, point blank. Let me be coherent, make that two separate thoughts. He did not pressure Raffensperger during this uh, call. One. Two. When he said find votes, I was listening and he was, Trump was talking about the votes that don't have a chain of custody, the 10,000 or 12,000 uh, absentee ballots that they can't match signatures for. They've never done a signature audit. The deceased people that have voted. Uh, he was asking Raffensperger to find those votes. See where they're at and prove they're legit is how I took that. And I listened to the phone call. So when you listen to it and you hear the context and the tone, and not long after Trump said that one of his attorneys uh, butted in and reined Trump in because he, he could hear Trump was getting off on a tangent and needed to be corralled. Uh, and you can debate whether or not we should have a president who needs to be corralled. From tangents. Um, but anyways, go on here. Um, <laughs> Democrat lawmakers have strongly contend, 
condemned Trump's, quote, immoral. Now it's immoral to make a phone call. Immoral effort to threaten Rath Raffensperger. I never heard any threats during that phone call. If you can find my unedited version on rumble.com, Americana, the American way, you can hear it for yourself. There was no threatening. Uh, Raffensperger into helping him reverse a election results and defeat President-elect Joe Biden. There's that term president-elect. Now, we're used to the media calling the elections on election night. We're not used to having elections this close in these key states. Uh, generally, when the media calls the election, we go along with the president-elect term. But there is no office of the president-elect, and he has no power until after January 20th at noon. And he's not really president-elect until after the Electoral College vote is counted. Uh, it goes into an, an hour-long phone call re recording, in an hour-long recording of their Saturday afternoon call obtained by Washington Post. So, in other words, Raffensperger, Raffensperger's people leaked this tape to the Washington Post. Um, Trump threatened, flattered, and begged the GOP state official to find me 11,780 votes. I didn't remember hearing it like that. He, he may have said it that way. It's, quote, find me 11,780 votes. And really, Trump laid out how many uh, votes were cast by allegedly deceased people, non-registered citizens, people that weren't registered to vote, signatures that were not matched, and things like that. And I thought he was looking for them to find these votes against him and prove them true. Because in his mind, my mind, the mind of the, some members of the Georgia legislature, Trump's team has already proven these votes fraudulent. So, anyways. Uh, when Raffensperger denied Trump, or... Pardon me. When Raffensperger Sperger denied, insisting that Biden won fairly, Trump claimed the election was stolen and argued him to recalculate the ballots, which Trump did. And Trump is asking for an audit of signatures and the things of that nature. Um, for time... Restraints. I'm not going to have. Let me finish my point. Uh, Trump wants an audit of the election. There needs to be a chain of custody for these absentee and mail in ballots. 
how did they get from the post office to the board of elections to the counting station there are cards or tickets or forms whatever you want to call them that each person that handles those absentee mail-in ballots from you know the local board of elections to evidently this counting center is supposed to sign off on if you can't find that card or i guess some of these chain of custody cards were recreated that's lovely uh, that's called falsification, by the way. We look at this and go, hey, hold your horses. Here's where the source is. What, when will you, uh, where did these ballots come from? And that's what Trump is saying here. <coughs> where is the chain of custody? Where is the signature verification? Where are the ballots of the tens of thousands of deceased people? He's not just asking this man to randomly find ballots and votes. Although every time they've done a recount uh, in certain counties, they have found ballots for Trump uh, stuffed in a box in a corner somewhere. So... Anyhow, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, who is gorgeous, in case I haven't mentioned that before, she says, I absolutely think it's an impeachable offense. Ocasio-Cortez told reporters, according to The Hill, and if it was up to me, there would be articles on the floor quite quickly. I mean, he's attacking our... Our very election. Wow. Strong words. Uh, is this a high crime or misdemeanor? No, not yet. Um, this Georgia Secretary of State Raffensperger would have to file some kind of charges for it to rise to the level of a crime or misdemeanor. Uh, he would have to, somebody would have to say that Trump actually uh, intimidated, tried to blackmail, bribe, threaten him into changing election results. And if you listen to the phone call, that's not what happened. So, Trump was pissed off. He... He knows he's been cheated. Um, for time constraints, I'm going to skip the Joe Biden uh, corruption thing because it's more than a month old uh, and I've already covered it in previous videos and podcasts. Uh, Senator Cruz from townhall.com Congress has a third option Senator Ted Cruz on Sunday explained why he established a coalition with 10 other Republican senators to challenge the results of the 2020 presidential election. Instead of simply objecting to the certification, 
the coalition wants to see a 10-day audit of the results after unprecedented, uh, this is quote here in quotes, after results or of the results after unprecedented allegations of voter fraud, violation, lax enforcement of law, and other voting irregularities. So this is what Ted Cruz says. He wants to call for a 10-day audit of the results after unprecedented allegations of voter fraud violation, lax enforcement of election law, and other voting irregularities. We know that we heard from Attorney General Bill Barr, and he said he didn't see fraud. We know that we heard from the states, and we also know we had heard we heard from the Supreme Court, who did not hear from the attacks and the cases that said there were was fraud. Fox News's Maria. Bartiromo said, how do you respond to that? Each of those different players has a different role in our constitutional system, Cruz replied with a shrug. Bill Barr was speaking as to the evidence the Department of Justice saw. The Department of Justice wasn't administering an election did not have access to particularly widespread evidence on either side of the issue. As for the states, there's a lot of people in the states and state legislatures who express deep, deep concerns about the unlawful practices that we saw on Election Day that was saw particularly in cities controlled by Democratic politicians shutting down the vote, throwing out observers, and disregarding the law. That's what Cruz's response was to her question about uh, Attorney General Barr, the Supreme Court, uh, and some states saying uh, that cases there were... Whoops who did not hear from the attacks and the cases, said there was fraud. So she asks him, what do you say to Bill Barr, the Supreme Court, uh, and some of the states that say there was no fraud? And that was his response. Each of those different players has a different role in our constitutional system. Ted Cruz is a very smart man. He's a very good lawyer. He has uh, clerked at the Supreme Court, I believe. He's argued cases at the Supreme Court. And he knows his stuff. So, finally, you mentioned the Supreme Court. I wish the Supreme Court had taken this case. There were two opportunities to take this case. One out of Pennsylvania, one out of Texas, he explained. 
In both instances, the lawyers asked me to argue the cases, which, as you can see and hear by Ted Cruz's uh, responses to these questions from Fox News, that he's a very good litigator and very good debater. According to Cruz, President Trump called him and asked him if he would argue the Texas case in front of the Supreme Court should the justices decide to hear the case. The senator said yes, but he never, the opportunity never arose. I wish the court had taken one or both cases, he said. I think the Supreme Court would be better, a better form for resolving those issues. That was obviously the forum where we resolved similar issues in 2000 in Bush v. Gore. Now, in 2000, Al Gore wanted recount after recount after recount. Uh, he only wanted counts in the counties he thought he did strongly in. And had he recounted the whole state, like some people suggested to dingbat he do, but his attorney said, nope, just just recount the Democrat strongholds. Uh, had he recounted the whole state, <laughs> Gore would have won the whole state. Uh, but anyway, we're glad that he didn't recount the whole state. Worked out pretty well. Heaven help us, Al Gore would have been in charge on 9-11. He probably would have planted trees or something. Blamed it on global warming. Uh, but this third option, I don't know that it's a constitutional option, this 10-day audit that Senator Cruz speaks of. The objections could be the way to go. Uh, if you can get all members of the Senate to vote that the set, the magnificent seven states who have sent dueling electors, if you can get the Senate to vote that these electors shouldn't count because there are dueling electors and uh, irregularities and controversy in those state elections, and if you can get the House will obviously vote vote on a paper-thin party-line vote to go <clears throat> with Joe Biden's electors. But if you can get something where the Senate and the House disagree, maybe then it can go to the Supreme Court and they can say House delegation vote. That's, that's the only chance in heck I see of this. So, with that, uh, hunker down on January 6th in front of your television. If you're in Georgia, make sure you vote on January 5th for these two Republican senators. Uh, and then barnstorm Washington, D.C. and let the House, uh, Democrats, Republicans, and Santa Claus know that you're not going to put up with their Washington shenanigans as usual because it, enough is enough. You know, the one president we've had that's looked out for the American people, 
we now, because he says mean things on Twitter, and because other celebrities who want to be him hate him, like Alec Baldwin, that they've run this man off. He was bridging... Put my remote control down. He was bridging the gap between us and the Great Reset, the global government. He's kind of crashing the dollar by going out and printing more. But as strong as our economy can bounce back under President Trump, it won't be long before the dollar recovers. That being said, our enemies are not fighting with us and fussing with us anymore, except for Iran. But North Korea has simmered down. Historic peace deals in the Middle East. Great economic boom, which was not because of Obama's over-regulation. Not by a long and shot. But, I don't know, we're giving it all up and we're giving up tons and tons of our freedom. Tons and tons and tons and tons of freedom. And I don't know what we're gaining for it, folks. I don't know what we're gaining. With that, hey, thank you guys for listening, watching, whatever you were doing. Uh, God bless you. Pray for one another. And have a blessed, glorious Americana Day. Thank you very much.